Welcome to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Kevretta. Joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Kratt, and we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. It's interesting of what happens in a week, Ryan, as last week we had literally no news to report on. We were scraping the bottom of the barrel, and this week, literally in the last two days, we have got a ton of news to talk about. Yeah, it's amazing how much much can happen in the span of just a week you wouldn't think that we would go from having literally no news to having a lot of news and some big news actually a lot of it is big news yeah a lot of it being big news we have a trade to talk about a signing that has to be talked about two injuries that are huge for their respective teams and a possible return in the books for one of the best players in the league Possible. It's very complicated there. Maybe not. So let's open up with that trade. This is the newest piece of news that we got. Brandon Perlini was traded to the Detroit Red Wings by the Chicago Blackhawks for Alec Regula. Now, who is Brandon Perlini and Alec Regula? Alec Regula, he's a prospect that the Red Wings gave up. Brandon Perlini, he came over in, to Chicago from Arizona last year in the uh, Dylan Strom trade. That they, they also got Dylan Strom. And I believe the Coyotes got, I want to say Nick Schmaltz. It was, it was Schmaltz. Yes. So that is who Brendan Perlini is. He has a big upside and it, a, big, a big move. I wouldn't say big move, but a good trade for Detroit, who is a young team. Has a lot of prospects and a bright future, and he's gonna add to that. Yeah. So, Perlini, a lot of play. Like I, the the only thing I know about this guy is that a lot of there was a lot of memes about him. They're like, we don't want to let you go, and he wanted to play in Chicago for the longest time. He plays in Chicago, and they're like, oh, you're gonna go to Detroit, and he's like, I don't want to leave, but like he's he wasn't producing. And like, he it was a requested bad... a trade anyway. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It was something along those lines. Like there was a lot of bad blood between him and the organization, and you know what Detroit and uh, Chicago, when you know something doesn't go really right for them, or they get reached the end of the line, they, they'll flip you easily. There's the well, we've seen that a lot with guys who were past their prime that were big contracts, and then they're just like, oh, you wanna, you wanna go, you wanna get out of here? All right, we're gonna trade your entirety of the contract to Phoenix or one of the lower teams at the time. Like I think the that the one that comes to my mind is. Um, Hosa. Yeah, dumped that, Hosa's contract. That one was he wasn't playing any. That was just a literal salary dump. I don't understand the teams that take on contracts of players who are told they can no longer play ever. Like when another situation where Arizona took on another contract when they got Datsuk from Detroit. From Detroit. Seeing a nice overlap with these three teams here. But Perlini, not even on the Blackhawks for a full season, puts up 15 points in 47 games for for the Blackhawks. So they they he kind of gave up on the Blackhawks really quickly. Like yeah, they're at the bottom, and that's where they've been for the past couple years. But they're not going to stay there. The well, Blackhawks never stay there. But I feel like he wanted to kind of go to a team that he knew would turn around faster. Because I have nothing against Chicago. I have a bunch of friends who are Blackhawks fans. And, you know, team's not relatively – they're on the downward turn. Because they're but an they old team. Yeah, but they don't really – like Detroit, you can see they're going to turn a corner soon with the prospect pool and, you know, guys like Lar- Larkin and Mata and everybody. You know, you're going to have – you they, they have a brighter, a quicker – future turnaround than Chicago. So I can kind of see Parlina's like, they I want to get out of here. They also have smaller contracts and younger players. Yeah, so they can make room. They can collect draft picks. So I think this is a win for Detroit. Uh, I think Chicago, I don't really see what you're getting back. I Once again, Regula, I don't really know who he would be, like what he's done. I think he's a perennial and AHLer at the, at the time of he the trade. He is 19. Oh, so he's got time. 
He's got plenty of time. And... I don't think he's going to light the world on fire, though. In 10 games so far this season for the London Knights, four goals, seven assists. All right, so he's an average... An average player, I could see that. So he's not gonna—he's not like a Kane or anybody, but I think that's a good swap for both teams. Yeah, the the Blackhawks get back a nice young defenseman, of which they're going to need a defenseman with their older defenseman Seabrook um, and Duncan Keith. They're getting up there. So good, good trade. I think both teams get away with. It. I do think Detroit wins the trade a bit more. But because they they got the NHL now talent. Yeah, fair. We'll see how that goes. Well, it should be interesting to see. But like you know, we haven't seen trade in a while. I think the last trade, big trade that we mentioned on the show was the, um, I want to say the Domestikov trade. I wouldn't even qualify that as a big trade. Though. Well, we we included it because it was one of the three teams in our region. So I, I would say the most recent big trade would be the Kessel Galchenyuk. Yeah, but that was trade. that was on that was near like there haven't well there's not usually big trades twelve games into the season. Yeah, it's still fairly early, so there's you know. But we do have other things to talk about. Oh, we got plenty of other things to talk about. As the Nashville Predators sign their captain Roman Yossi, eight years, seventy two point four million dollars. He got paid for Yossi. It's, it's a good deal for. For well, from Yossi's standpoint, that's definitely a good deal. His, I think his average salary came out to like nine point zero five eight because he's number fifty eight. So they give him like the extra fifty eight. I saw that on Twitter. That's strange. I, it's I think weird. I have it still here somewhere. It's weird, but okay. I I see this. I saw this signing. Cool for Yossi. I don't see how this can oh. help Nashville all that much. 9.059 because he wears number 59. Why did I think Duchesne was 59? Duchesne's 95. Ah, there we go. Yeah, this is a good good signing for Yossi. I want to say it's questionable for Nashville. Because when I think Yossi, I'm assuming... How old is he? 29. Okay, so this is fine. Because 8 years, 72.4... Yeah, I think it's a good signing for both parties. I was going to say, you know, that Nashville need to keep an eye on his age, but... Not when you're 29, you not don't. Not when you're 29, you don't. Gee, what's what's this like, signing your captain long-term before he tests free agency? Didn't you just sign Lee? Yeah, before that. Well, at least you have a captain. That is true. That is true. I don't know what you guys are waiting for. You not, sh- it should be Mika by now. No, we all thought it was going to be Mika. And Mika our... thought it was going to be Mika. <laughs> he was all excited. and He's like, oh, I got May now. No, but like my, my father brought up a good point. It's the only time you're ever disappointed to get a C. <laughs> not to get the yeah. C, to get the A. But my father brought up a really good point. He goes, that C is a very, you know, it has a lot of weight to it, especially with an original six franchise. You can't just give it out to somebody who you who the fans want. You want somebody who the organization is going to believe in from now and bring up the young guys. You know, Mika is he, yeah he's good he's gonna be he's a nice leader on the team, but a lot of people see him as all right he's good, he's gonna be here for a while. But do we we want somebody a younger guy in the locker room? They don't see him as the leader to lead the young guys yet, which is fine. You know, I would have liked to see it as Mika, but I feel like down the road, I think by three or four years from now, they'll they'll name somebody. I'm honestly a little bit surprised that they haven't named Chris Kreider captain. They won't yet because they want to move him. They may move him. They've been saying that for like three years. But I here's feel, the thing: it's like, like th- if they wanted to move him that badly, they would have moved him. Well, no, they're going to see if they can move him down the road. Because here's the thing, and this is what a lot of people have stated, especially last night when the Rangers beat Tampa 4-2. to You know, that second, you need a second-line center so badly. So if come, you know, the traded line, if the Rangers aren't in a playoff spot, it's going to be easy to flip Kreider and get a second-line center from somewhere. Especially this is his contract year, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's why they didn't name him captain. Fun fact about Mika Zibanejad that I just found out, he is also a DJ and a music producer. That I knew because you can. I follow did not him on know Sp- that. I knew that because you could follow him on Spotify. 
I've, I legitimately actually a lot of the playlists that we use for the show is stuff that I found through Mika's Abandoned Jets playlist. Interesting. That I Look did at that. Know. So, yeah, no. The more the more you know. Because knowledge is power. Exactly. And sit, moving to, to knowledge is power, these guys are going to have a lot of time to sit with their thoughts for a while because they're hurt. Yay. Injuries. First one up, and this is a big one. The defending Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues, lose Vladimir Tarasenko to a shoulder injury. Five months at least. Yeah, whenever you have shoulder surgery, you're going to be out a while, especially when... You need your shoulders to shoot a hockey puck. Yeah, no, we've we've all tried you that. You do. And I don't know exactly what happened that caused him to need surgery. There was no real coverage about it. They were kind of just like, oh, he's out for a long extended period of time. Okay. Until he, they said he was out, I didn't know he was out. Yeah, no, I didn't even know he was like, I think I kind of knew he was like a day-to-day, but I didn't know he was going to be out this long. He was forced to leave the game after getting tangled up with a defenseman on the Kings. Oh, it was Drew Doughty. It was Sean Walker. Oh, well, I'm wrong. Because I remember I saw something about Drew Doughty getting, like, in an altercation with one of the one of the other players' forwards. And he like, he took him down, and I was like, oh, that, look, that looks nasty. But I guess it wasn't Tarasenko. It was, Sean, it was Sean Walker that did that. Great. It wasn't even a big name. Sean Walker. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Sean Walker. Just because of that, you know, you may have really hurt the Blues' playoff chances now. I wouldn't say that because they had no playoff chances in January. They can't do that again. I'm sorry. I love St. Louis. I didn't Louis. think they would do it the first time. So, I, But, like, you go once. You beat the Bruins in seven games. Yeah, and now you believe that you can do it and anything's possible. Yeah, but they can't. If ha- you have that mindset. They have Layla. They can do anything. Yeah, but they don't have Gloria. They retired it. Good. No. Good. They also no. have Boris. But Who's Boris? Some, like, St. Louis barstool, like, person who works for barstool has a little chinchilla named Boris, and he brings it to all the Blues games or something. It's not as powerful as Layla. Apparently, it is. Layla just got, Layla just got I think uh, she got an honor. She was at the Hawk, Hockey Hall of Fame. She got, like, an honorary. She I got, she got a ring. She got a ring, which those rings I mean, are... you're not going to give a chinchilla a ring, I would hope. I don't know. It depends. Anything's possible. I mean, they <laughs> blues won the cup, so yeah, anything is possible. But no, she was at like she was at a thing. But you know, Tarasenko being out, that hurts. I I don't know what anybody like. Come on, thirty goals each of the last, at least thirty three goals to be specific, each of the last five seasons. It, it's gonna be a big. That's step deflating. For them. Yeah, it's gonna hurt them. I I don't understand. I don't know where you know. I I hope that they have they can step up and continue the production, but. Mm, that's a that's a big hit. Yeah, it, and he's one of those leaders in that locker room too. And having him there, they're gonna try and not have it rattle their confidence, but it it's going to. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna show. His presence is gonna be felt. His lack of presence, presence. is going to be felt. So yeah, that hurts, and uh, you know that's and the thing is like it's not even an injury that most people could say like oh he'll be back by the All Star break. No, this is. Five months at least. He most likely will miss the remainder of the season. You yeah. know, we're already in. We're we're in November basically. You know, so tomorrow is is Halloween. So tomorrow is it's the crazy last to day. think that five months is like April. Yeah, I know it's awesome. You'll that be, is the re- that's pretty much the rest of the that's regular the rest season. of the regular season. He if somehow somewhere the Blues make the playoffs, he'd probably be back for I think the second round. If if they anything, make it, if they make it, so. That's that's a that's a problem. Hopefully, St. Louis can bounce back. Should be interested to see if they can. I'd also be interested to see if maybe they go out and get a replacement for him. Who do you get? You can't just go get a thirty goal scorer. I know they're not easy to come by, but even if you don't get a thirty goal scorer, but you get someone who can produce in a different way, you you have to fill that gap somehow. Chris Kreider. Maybe. That's actually an idea now because we just spoke about Chris Kreider possibly if the Rangers do not do well. They're the both Blues left wingers, right? Exactly. Or that would Tarasenko be. Tarasenko a right winger. I think Tarasenko's a right, but even so. The transition, yeah, but Tarasenko's a, a right, but I, it, the transition's not that hard. It's not even that you have to put him on the right wing. 
you could put them on the left wing and you can move somebody else to the right or you can move a center to the right it's not hard but you know that's the type of thing that you know if you're the blues you may want to think about at this point you know see how the team reacts if they're having an issue go out and get somebody you're you're 100 percent right if they need to get somebody they may but especially since they have to live up to the whole stanley cup champions title well you know living up to that is very difficult we haven't I was going to say, we haven't had a back-to-back champion in a long time. And I'm like, wait, it's been like four, three, three or four years since we had a back-to-back champion. Yeah, we don't like to talk about that, though. Well, no, we will talk about it. We will talk about it. When we come back, we'll talk about it. We have one more injury report. And then, yeah, speaking of those former back-to-back champions, more turmoil for the Penguins. We're going to get into that. You're listening to Post Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. Having trouble writing a paper? The LAU Post Writing Center is here to help. Located in Humanities 202, the Writing Center has peer tutors who are ready to help you with your writing skills. Brainstorming, outlines, thesis statements, ESL concerns, and more. We also have a lending library full of free books for anyone to take home. Stop by Humanities 202 to work one-on-one with a tutor or call us at 516-299-2732. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our blog. Need something to break up the boredom of sitting in traffic? How about some tunes? Listen to Rush Hour Rock with me, Dan Casaza, every Thursday from 4 to 5. I'll liven up your rush hour with music spanning from all your favorite rock genres. From your dad's 70s classics to the hardest grunge of the 90s. And even the rock hits of today. So let's rock your rush hour every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. Only on the wave, the sound of LIU. Welcome back to Post Post here on the wave, the sound of LIU. I'm your host, Anthony Cavaretta, and we have news galore to start this show today. As we have already spoken about several trades, signings, and an injury, we have one more injury to report before we move on to probably one of the bigger news stories of this past week. Landeskog out for significant time for the Avalanche with a lower body injury. They're not specifying what it is, but they never specify it. They it's never a, do. That's the one thing I don't like about NHL injuries. Well, I mean, other than like the actual injury part, they don't spec. They're either upper body, lower body, or concussion. That is it. If this was the NFL, he'd be out for 45 seconds, and they'd be like, oh, torn ACL, he's done. Well, yeah, no, but like in the NHL, you don't want to make it vague. You want to make it vague, I guess. No, you don't. I want to know what's wrong. I think it's just from, like, because they do that in the playoffs to not throw off, like, to not give anything to the opponent. And I guess it kind of Well, if he's hurt, he's hurt, and he's not playing. What difference does it make what's wrong with him? Fair. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. But, yeah, no. We, I think we reported on last week that, Something was up with Landeskog, but you know they're not even given a time frame, which is either a good thing or a really He's bad just, thing. They gave out indefinitely. Yeah, so um, that could be a while. And the Avalanche, they're doing well for themselves. You know, they're they first still in the need central. their captain. Yeah, and this once I think we said it last week with with um, when Landeskog was originally pegged as possibly being injured. This is going to push them to figure out if they're a one-line team. I think with some of the moves that they've made recently, they're maybe a one-and-a-half-line team. One-and-a-half. All right. But their their defense is definitely up there, especially now with uh, Kale McCarr. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, it's birthday. Kale McCarr. All I know is it's Breadman's birthday. That's all I care about. Yes, Artemi Panarin. Go enjoy some bread. Free Panera for everybody. No, I wish. It, um, it would just it should just be free bread because he's the bread man, but it has nothing to do with Panera. No, don't you get it? I get it, but he's not associated with Panera, but his nickname is the bread man. Like how Pasta no- Pasta Knock should just get like free pasta. Yeah, from uh, yeah. Spaghetti. Spaghetti man. Spaghetti man, yes. So, yeah, but back to Landeskog. We don't even have a nickname for him, but I don't even think you can come up with one. But, yeah, no, he's out indefinitely. That's uh, bad for the avalanche. Hopefully they can get better. I don't know. They have enough comfort right now, especially being in the weakest division out of yeah, they're up all there. of them. They're, I don't really necessarily see the avalanche falling too far. It's This division's really 
It's a like poor a division. Three-team race. It's not a good division. The West, like we already know, is kind of weak, but the Central is just terrible. It's, it's Colorado, Nashville, and St. Louis. Winnipeg's still kind of there. They're, they need to figure their, out their defense. Dallas, they'll probably turn around, but I don't know if they're going to be able to compete. At some point. And then Chicago should. and Minnesota are just on the bottom. So while this is a big injury and a big loss, if it was if Colorado played in a different division, like if they were in the they Pacific, would, I this think would they be would problem. be it would be more worrisome. But the because of the lack of strength in their division, I I think they'll be okay. How however long he's out for. Hopefully for their sake it's he comes back sooner rather than later, but they just they just don't know. It should be interesting to see where this goes. Hopefully the Avalanche can stay atop their division. But, you know, we never knew that. We don't know that. And, you know, the injury, once again, it's out indefinitely. That's just a scary term because you don't know what that means. You know, I understandably, the, the organization does. They know that he'll be out probably, like, they know it'll be, like, a two- to three-month thing or if it's, like, but if it's, we don't know that. Or it could just be one of those things where even they don't know because they don't even have a timetable. But... It should be interesting to see what the Avalanche can do in the meantime. So we, we've we now gone over all of the fun things that we already know about, you know, the signings and trades and the injuries. And a good we actually have a good note on an injury this week. Evgeny Malkin is scheduled to return Saturday. Oh, wait. Maybe not. Maybe not. So the news broke earlier this week. We were laughing when this was announced so right after Mulkin the Penguins announced that Mulkin most likely will return to schedule to play against the Oilers this Saturday apparently Mulkin has been involved in some crypto money scheme in Russia smuggling four million dollars in cryptocurrency and he faces a serious legal issue he might be getting arrested yeah just kind of put that in perspective serious legal issue he might be getting arrested. He there have signed documents yeah. with his signature on it. So he has some sort of part in this. And yeah, it things just went from like good to bad to worse for the Penguins. Like they get yay, Malkin's back. Oh wait, he might be going to jail. Yeah, so according to we have several sources, several newspaper outlets, including several in Pittsburgh. Um, including, I think one of them was the it was um, the pit. I think it was I think I forget the name of it, but it's Pittsburgh. I think it's like Pittsburgh's Daily newspaper. In documents that have been leaked, he is shown as an American investor. Investor, which has now fueled loads of speculation after four million dollars of crypt- cryptocurrency bounced from Russia to the United States. Now, the funny thing about this, which none of this is funny, because you know. No, it's like it's, it's terrifying. It's one of those more like sarcastic, like that's funny, like we can't believe this is happening kind of things. Not like ha ha funny, like oh he's about to get arrested. That's hilarious. So at this this broke on I want to say Monday. I think it was Monday. Monday, Tuesday afternoon, another story broke that Mulkin has now been seeking U.S. citizenship. He's wait, he's not a citizen. According to this, he is a. He was a Russian citizen and had a, like some type of visa to play. Now he's seeking to become a dual citizen. To me, that's that's it's a little late for that. A little late for that. But if he gets it, what? And I love this because most people are saying now because he has now seeked U.S. citizenship. What does that mean on the Russian end of things? Um, <laughs> I I don't I don't know. I just hope this doesn't create an international incident. Because. That, that's kind of what I'm hearing. He's downplaying his role in the cryptocurrency company. Of course he is. But, dude, you, you got your you, sig- you, They have your signature. It literally has you listed like, as American investor. And it's easy to tell if it was forged. Just sign a piece of paper. If it looks the same, you're screwed. He, yeah, there, this is not... The sad thing is this is not going away. Well, when things go wrong, they go really wrong. And that's that is the Pittsburgh Penguins since the start of the season, and somehow they're fourth in the division. I don't understand it. Well, you gotta take into account that the 
Blue Jackets and the Devils are two of those teams. And the Rangers are the third one. But once again, you went from the start of the season. Crosby and Malkin are out. Spider-Man, um, Alex Galchenyuk, is still out. So, and now you finally get some hope that Malkin's coming back on Saturday. And then the news breaks that he may be going to jail. And here's In the, Russia. In not, Russia. Not even here. So he might, so... <laughs> He's gonna get sent to the he gulag. Would get, he would get deported. Yeah. Arrested in Russia, and then he can't come back. If you get deported, you can't come back. Even if you have a visa, I don't care like who you are. Even if you're Evgeny Malkin, this is a, you can't come back. So yeah, this is a big PR nightmare for the Penguins and this, the NHL. This is gonna create an international incident. I, he, if he had applied for dual citizenship, like. Three years ago, and he was still, and he had gotten in, and he was a citizen. That'd be something else. But he got caught, and now he's trying to get out of it. He applied too late. Now, if this was the NA, now if I if I were the NHL, this is your second incident with a Russian-born player since the start of the season. Because you had, I believe it was I'm trying to remember his name now. The capital. Um, Evgeny Kuznetsov. Kuznetsov, yeah, Kuznetsov, who got caught. Doing cocaine. It, that wasn't an NHL incident. But the though. NHL had to deal with it. Because, you know. The NHL suspended him three games and said, here, we did something. Fair. But you can't tell me that you've now had these two incidents with players from overseas that you are bringing into the. basically bringing into the U.S. to play the game. You can't tell me that, like, now you're going to start being. You know, if I was the NHL, this doesn't look good for you. It doesn't look good for you. This is the second incident. That you've had, and if you're the Penguins, this is terrible. Because if he's a top, I want to top ten, if not top five, Penguin of all time. Exactly. So you look at this, and save for our let's let's just play hypothetical for a second here. If he gets deported, do you want him to rep? Like, do you want him in all the imagery of the you know back to back championships? They infamously took the picture of him and Crosby. Um. Recreating the Yager and Lemieux pose when they did back to back, so you got do you is it possible? Are you going to end up wiping him from the history books? I don't think you can. He's just done so much because it's been the for this organization. It's the Crosby and Mulkin show in Pittsburgh. It it's is. been like that since two thousand nine. I feel like it's another one of those like, not to go on to another sport, but Pete Rose got banned from baseball, but his legacy is still there. He's still the all-time hits, le- hits leader, and he's still ridiculously popular throughout baseball. And even you cross sports. He's, yeah. he's a wrestling Hall of Famer. That's Rose. news. But I think that was a few years ago. He was inducted. But you can't... They Baseball can't get rid of Pete Rose, and the Penguins and the NHL can't get rid of whatever Malkin has done. Without him, who knows where they are? Well, you still have Sidney Crosby, well, but Sidney Crosby is not going to carry a you franchise need, that You need far. two guys. It's always a two-man power trip. Always has been in the NHL. You look at, you know, look at the last few Stanley Cup champions. You know, Chicago, it was always Taves and Kane. Taves and Kane. You look at Washington, it was Ovechkin and Backstrom, or Kuznetsov. Either or. You know, St. Louis didn't really have one, but, but St. Louis was St. Louis a is a different thing. St- I guess if you're going to give one to St. Louis, it'd be either Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko or Ryan O'Reilly and Jaden Schwartz. Yeah, one of both of those. Well, most the thing with St. Louis is a team effort, but even so, you know you can't. The Penguins are kind of in, they're they're in they they have this is an issue, and it's not going to go away. The question is, does he play? That's what I that's what I'm going to try to figure out now because they play tonight, I believe. Do they? They do not play tonight, but they will most. We we know they'll be playing Saturday, so their next game is is Saturday at home, Saturday afternoon. You know, you've already you've already announced him for that game that he will most likely return for that game. Do you put him on the sh- like? You know, you kind of need him, don't you? Until the NHL takes action, you have to play him. You. Because this is this is like yes, you can suspend people for off ice issues, but this is one of those ones where all the information's still kind of coming in. So 
you don't know one way or another which necessarily happened. And from a team perspective and a standings perspective, they need him. And the team has already said, you know, even Kuznetsov, I'm sorry, not Kuznetsov, Malkin has said he's not going to let this bother him. He's he's not going to. He's like this. I I have down. I he once again he downplayed his role in this. He's saying I didn't do anything. You know I did not. He that's is, what everyone says. Yeah, he's going to lie up and possibly lie up and down about what is happening, which he doesn't necessarily r- realize that lying would it, it make could it worse. make it worse. But then again, if you it's especially for, if you're not an American citizen. Yeah, so it's a very tangled web of issues surrounding the Penguins at this moment, and it just seems to keep getting worse. Yeah, it. I I don't even know what to what to say anymore. It's I didn't expect this at like, all. Like we we make jokes with Galchenyuk, you know, Spider Man thing, getting a spider bite. You know, we said I've said it a hundred times on this show. You can probably count them and quote them. I've said the Penguins are going to get tired and they're not going to be as good as last year. They've been proving me wrong so far, but now if you lose Malkin, possibly permanently, you know, where do you go from here? Yeah, you have Crosby, and I get that. One, it's, it's, it's the Penguins have always been the Sidney Crosby show since he came into the league in, what, 2005? Five. So I understand that, but I don't, I don't understand where you can – because this is, this is an issue. It's a it's a very big issue and it's not gonna go away. It's not gonna go away. And if he does end up getting in trouble, I think the Penguins are gonna try and push Jake Gensel a little bit more to try and fill the gap. But that's not necessarily fair to it's, Jake it's Gensel to, to ask Jake him to, to fill the fill the gap left by Evgeny Malkin. That's those are big shoes to fill. Yeah, and the whole, and then you got the whole question of. How is this going to affect um, how's what's what's going to happen to him overseas in Russia? Because we don't know how high this how high this goes. We don't know what this cryptocurrency has led to in Russia. We know the United States side of it. We know the, the NHL side of it. We do not know where this goes, and we're not going to sit here and go through all the news reports and try to figure out, you know, where this ends up. Where this is a hockey show. <laughs> we're going to talk about Evgeny Malkin and how this affects him. But at the end of the day. It's a it's a very sticky situation. So, with that, we're gonna be done talking about Evgeny Malkin, the craziness with him. We probably will step on the Penguins a little bit more when we come back. We'll be talking about the league, you know, who the divisions, who's up, who's down, especially with the hat, and then the hat trick challenge. Then we'll review the games from tonight. You're listening to Post Post here on the Wave, the sound of LIU. Total Access is your show for all the hits. I still Want more? Then don't forget to check out Total Access. Listen Tuesdays from 4 to 5 on The Wave. The new sound of Long Island University has arrived with a splash. The Wave brings you the hottest new music, exclusive coverage of LIU sports, and updates on everything happening at Long Island University. It's the station for the students, by the students. Tune in and catch The Wave. Visit liuwave.org or download the WCWP app for iOS and Android. Welcome back to Post Post here on the Wave. The sound of LIU lighten your spirits as Brass Bonanza plays throughout your speakers. And enjoy it, because we're going to move on from all the craziness of the news and the sadness of Genny Malkin and all that. This is why I don't watch the news. <laughs> That's why we don't watch. And we're going to look at to see who is up and down in the you know each division. We're going to look at the hat trick challenge. As things have changed, business is picking up a little bit more as we kind of make better predictions going forward. And let's start off. We've already talked about the central cuz that has nothing has changed in the last like, and 3 weeks. And nothing probably will change. So, and we'll look at let's look at the Pacific real quick. Topping the the Pacific off is the Edmonton Oilers. Once again, 
Okay, cool, nice. Not going to stay. Not going to stay, but I am happy to see them doing better. Enjoy your time here while you have it because you're not going to keep it. That's just my opinion. Well, they now, well, based on what we'll see in a few seconds, they could probably keep a playoff spot at this point. Playoff spot, yes. The way that the rest of the division is looking, because Calgary, who won it last year with 100-something points, has slow start. F- slow start. I don't know what is happening in San Jose. Guys, come on. Yeah. You brought Marlo back. You guys should be happy. But Yeah, you brought, you brought back a 41-year-old dinosaur. Why aren't you winning? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. You should make us just... GMs at this point. We make better decisions than the San Jose's yeah. general manager. The Kings the are King, the Kings. I, yes, that was Doc Emmerich's 2012 Stanley Cup champions. Well, yeah, the Kings are the Kings. They suck. So Arizona's on the up and up. Anaheim's surprising me. Vegas is Vegas. Yeah, that's expected. As both of us, for once, are matching and we're rocking This is not planned. Here. Not at all. Not planned. I just wanted to wear my Flurry jersey. Cause I was going to wear my If You Know the Rangers Suck shirt. Do you have that? I do. How come you haven't worn that for the show yet? Because I have a lot of clothes, and it gets buried in my drawer. That's but fair. I remembered it, so I'm going to wear it next week. That's if fair. I remember. Okay. So, yeah, Vegas is Vegas. They're probably going to end. They're going to end up sitting where they are, you know, second, third, maybe even first if the Oilers go if down. The, if the way things if things keep going the way things are going right now, I can see Vegas taking over the spot. Win the Pacific again? Yeah. Two and three years is. That's pretty good. An expansion I, team. Hey, 67's passing. That's fair. So then you got the Ducks. Once again, surprising, surprising. but I don't think it's going to stay. They'll fall a bit. But they could still probably squeeze out a playoff spot depending on how the rest of this, you know. Once again, the biggest problem with the Pacific at the moment is that the Sharks, Flames, and Canucks are just not doing what they were advertised to. Well, I think the Canucks are actually kind of surpassing my expectations personally. I didn't, I, I didn't expect them to be off to a 7-3-1 and one start. No, I kind of did. Expect them to do fairly well. I thought they were still maybe a year or two away. I, because they're a really young team, and there's not like the one guy who's like stands out as like necessarily a household name just yet. Patterson. I would get. I would still want to give him more than a year to you know like prove himself. Prove himself. Yeah. Maybe but, he has a hangover year. Who knows? But yeah, once again, you know, it's easy to say. Yeah, I think I could say it. You know, the Pacific one, the West is wide open, really. The West is wild. Yeah. But um. Yeah, good. I'm glad you got one. So yeah, once again, Central is the Central. You know who's going to be in the bottom there. Pacific is a little bit more, you know, hard to get a gauge on. But this is kind of, I think, where it's going to stay. You know, maybe Vancouver and the Flames will move up. I don't see the Sharks moving up. I think the Sharks are just going to take this year and just... Tank, tank here? Yeah, just tank it. I, I don't see them doing anything good here. You know, I love their page. Deal together. Yeah, we'll fail together, too. I mean, you got to sink or swim together. But, um... All right, you're ruining it now. I wasn't so, even trying to do that one. It just kind of came to me. You know, and, you know, they're going to play most of these guys again. You know, Ben's... They've played Vegas twice already. They're probably going to see him two more times by the time the end season's over, so it should be fun. they got a lot of home games coming up, though. They need to take advantage of those. Yay, Shark Tank. Especially after having four home games so far. That is it, just four the home games. The schedule's just rough for most teams. So let's move over to the East, the funner version of the NHL, as the Atlantic once again is just strange. It's the same exact thing we saw in the Atlantic. Well, I wouldn't say same exact because Tampa's still not where they sh- should be. Well, well, but in regards to like the top four, it's know, the same as what we saw last year. Sens are last, fair. Sens are last. Wings. Detroit's right above them. Buffalo's off to this hot start that they're not going to be able to keep. They're up. already in second. You know, they're already falling slowly. Yeah, they were first in the league. Now they're second in the division. Everybody's like, "Oh, Buffalo's first in the NHL. Are Still they can't legit? beat the Rangers." No, no, no. You're not. You may make the playoffs, which would no. be nice to see. You're not. Well, no. Yeah, you got the Metro to deal with. Yeah, I forget that it's not as fun as being in the top eight. And you, oh, you're in the top eight, you make it. No, you got to be in the top three or five weird 
But yeah, you have mm-hmm. Boston on top. Spaghetti man. Spaghetti man. Love that dude. And the rat. Carrying that team. Thing. Then Buffalo, not going to last. Toronto. Toronto. Didn't will... one of their players just get hurt? John Tavares has a broken finger. Oh, good job, JT. That was about a week and a half ago. And he was out. He's out at least a week or two. So he should be coming back pretty soon. Yeah, I think they also have some sad news as they're. So. <laughs> say, go ahead, Ryan. Their uh, former NHL executive and former general manager, Maple Leafs GM, Jim Gregory, he passed away this morning at the age of 83. NHL Hall of Famer, spent 40 plus years in the NHL. He was, I think, the head of the league before Vetman, I think. Hockey Hall of Famer in 2007 and was named to the Order of Hockey in Canada, which I guess is the Canadian, the Canadian Hockey, Hockey Hall of Fame, I'm, I'm going to guess. I think it's higher up than that, something along those lines. Yeah, so sad news for the Maple Leafs as they're mourning his loss and mourning John Tavares' broken finger. Those are both equal, I guess. So, And then you follow that up by Florida, who's finally coming into their own, except... Um, they, didn't they lose to Ottawa? Um, did they lose to Ottawa? I know some Ottawa's got three wins, so they're. I don't know how I, I got to hand it to Ottawa. I didn't think they'd have three wins at this point. Yeah, they they've beaten. They've surprised me. Well, uh, yeah, it's Ottawa. S- surprisingly, they. Our expectations you, were so low. Does it? They even beat matter? San Jose. Oh, that's easy though. Five to two. I think our team could beat. Actually, no, I'm not going to finish that sentence. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. Although they did, they beat Tampa, and <laughs> they beat Detroit, and they beat San Jose. I actually have a strange feeling about Tampa because you know we look at them; they're third and they're third to last in the Atlantic. How much you want to bet they stopped listening? All those players are like, you know what? We can't win. We might as well just try to do it on our own. And then it's not working. Well, I don't. I don't think Cooper has lost control of the locker room. If that's what you're. That's what I'm kind of thinking implying. is happening. I, I don't because think based on last it. night's performance, like they were good last night, but they uh, they only scored one. And yeah, no, and it was like a good goal because it was on a breakaway. Yeah, and it's, again, and we say we've been saying this every week. It's not like the individual players are underperforming. It's a team thing. It's obviously a team thing, and it also goes back to some goaltending, which. We didn't expect to necessarily be your their trophy. downfall. Your, your Vesna reigning trophy Vesna Trophy winner is not performing as advertised. He's That's just, a problem. He's just not performing. I mean, he's gotten maybe a little bit better because his goals against is down to three. Save percentage is up past nine hundred now, so maybe he's getting a little better. But they need him. It can't be a little bit better. You have to be the Vesna Trophy winner. Yeah, obviously. But I, I, I don't know what's happening because he had 39 wins last year, 44 the year before that. He's proven himself, which and kind of just came out of nowhere once the Lightning traded Ben Bishop. He's like, all right, guys, I got this. Jump on my back. I'll carry you the rest of the way. Well, not to a cup, but third-round playoff exit. And then a sweep last year. Yeah, I think they just they, they don't they don't acknowledge that. It's either that or they're – they didn't even They're do a just ce- tired They didn't even something. do a, They didn't even do a ceremony when they put up the banners. They, they just had them up by the time the first game started. They, they didn't, didn't do a division. No nope. division trophy. or pre- nope. They didn't Curse want to. Curse the president's trophy. I'm telling you. They didn't want it, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. So, and then you got, you know, that's it really. Florida's doing their own thing. Montreal's doing their own thing. It's just surprising that they cannot do it. And then you look at the Metro, and the Metro, the Metro hurts me. I'm I'm enjoying the Metro. Well, I just don't like the way that it's crazy because you got the Devils in last place, understandable because the Devils have just been pure hot garbage. Pure hot garbage. They have less points than Ottawa. How does that feel if you're a Devils fan? Like, Ottawa has two more games but has one more point. But the Devils are 2-5-2. and two. Ottawa is 3-7-1. and one. And New Jersey's goal differential is actually lower than Ottawa's. So they're worse than Ottawa. They are worse than Ottawa. The team who had supposedly one of, if not the greatest offseason is terrible. 
wow, it's 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 weird to have this feeling that the Devils two years ago played Tampa in the Stanley Cup playoffs, beat them I think once. Yeah, they lost four to one. You know, and yet and then they sucked the next year. And then but then you get the first overall pick in they the have draft. Two of the last three first overall picks, and they have done absolutely nothing with it. Well, I'm gonna give Jack Hughes more time. Obviously, it's been nine games for him, but. Once again, you know, Heeshirin has done little to nothing. Nico Heeshirin was drawing a blank. As I look at their roster, I was drawing a blank. <laughs> but he hasn't necessarily, I mean, he has 100 points in 150 games, a little more. That's not necessarily what you expect from a number one overall pick. And but, come on, Devils. If you're going to tank, tank. If you're going to Yeah, and play, if you're play. also trying to prove the point that you're not terrible so Taylor Hall will stay. You're not doing a very good job. Oh no, Taylor Hall's gone. I knew to, even if if you're the this Devils bad, were amazing. I think Taylor Hall was leaving. If you're this bad and you continue to be this bad, I say by. I'm gonna say either New Year's or the All Star break. If you're this terrible still, Hall's gone, and I would actually try to ship him off. Taylor I'm Hall, dead serious. If they're still here at this at this point who is another number one overall pick that they have, not by them, by Edmonton, in probably a one of the worst trades. Oh, worst trade. One of the worst, most one-sided trades ever. But if the Devils are still at the bottom, you have to move him. You have to get something for him. Yeah, I would get rid of him before he leaves in free agency. That's 100%. Because especially I would ship him. Now, I don't know where, but ship him. All these teams have now seen like your big-name player – they're using the Islanders' mistake as their example. Your big-name player, if you're not sure you're going to re-sign him, ship him off. And if he wants to come back, he'll come back. Yeah, look at look at Columbus. No, not Columbus. I'm sorry. <laughs> look at you know, look at these teams like Ottawa. They knew they were going nowhere, and they had enough pieces to say, hey, we'll give you these guys for picks. You know, Columbus decided to double down Take on it. all of them. And it did, and it hurt them. And now have no picks, no future, and no present. So that's an issue. But look at, you know, don't make the John Tavares mistake. Now, where you trade him off to, if you be, if that becomes the case, I don't know. You know, I think I end up thinking Hall's going to go back out west. Or is he a center? No, he is a winger. Okay, then yeah, he'll go. He'll go out west. Maybe to the Sharks, because the Sharks like to do things I, like If that. the Sharks... I, I wouldn't necessarily see him going to the Sharks, because they have a lot of money. They're not going to re-sign him. They're not going anywhere. I could maybe, if they turn it around, maybe see Calgary, especially he since he's from Canada. there. That's uh, true. He is from Calgary. And I can already kind of see him looking very nice in a Flames jersey. It's just red. I can see shade. it. It's an orangish red because fire. That's fair. So, yeah, you got the Devils that are just that bad. The Rangers, who I think last night was a turning point for them. I'll be 100% honest. That you watch... beat a poor Lightning team. Yeah, but you know what it was? I'll it... give you the silver lining, though. I got the point. Um, but I think for the Rangers, that showed that these kids, you know, all of those goals were scored by nobody that's been on these teams for the past few runs. Not a single goal was scored by any of them. The goals were by Kako, Hedl, Strom, and I believe, who was the last one? Adam Fox. And Adam Fox. None of those guys were, were in a blue shirt in 2017. Well... Kako is 17, so he was, like, 15. But I'm just saying, it doesn't matter, like, no, where I, they were. It's, like, for this, this shows me that, like... Their youth is Their there. youth is, is going to kick in. Not right now, most likely. I still think the Rangers probably will end up being a spoiler of some sort. But I'm telling you, this team has seen a turning point. So, yeah, I kind of expect to see them where they are at this point. You know, second to last in the Metro. But I wouldn't be surprised if this team can has seen a turning point and the and Coach Quinn has finally gotten in their heads that they can do this and that they can. I think the Zabanage injury hurts them, but it should be a nice chance to see where they come up. Even though Mark Stahl was a healthy scratch, 
That's Lindgren proved fine. himself. Mark Stahl's not really produced over the last what five years. Exactly. You know, they, they had a ceremony for Dan Girardi last night. I'm and sure that lit a fire under them a little bit. Yeah. Besides that, I think you know Girardi being there, looking at all these young guys, and it's like wow. And the thing is, Girardi was one of those players I watched growing up. He entered the league in 05. That's when I kind of started watching it, post-lockout. So, to me, I like to see these young guys. Should be interesting to see where we go from here. Yeah, I mean, I don't think now is their time, but I don't think they're far away. No, not at all. Fastest turnaround in NHL history. I just don't think that Lundqvist is going to get another shot. I... And it if he does, it would not be as a starter. It'll be... It, 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 I think if Lundqvist can somehow stay healthy and play less games, he can get probably next year and the year out. The rest of his contract. That's the best he's going to get. And maybe— 14 was his chance. That's it. it yeah, and it hurts because 14 was the best opportunity he had, and he lost it in what should have been a seven-game series. What basically was a seven-game series. It was a five-game series. Yeah, but, you know— but a lot of those, a lot of those games were double, double overtime. overtime. So yeah, yeah it was seven games. Down. And most in my opinion, it had the weight of a seven game series. It did. You know, you lose at the end of the day to just being tired. So hopefully he can move up, but we'll see how that goes. So and then, you know, you look at above them, Philly, fine. They're probably not gonna stay get any better than this, especially if you're banking on Carter Hurt not getting hurt. Carter Hart got smacked around the other night. Yeah. I was at that game against the the Islanders Flyers game. He got smacked around. He's they're using him too much too soon. You know what's sad? There was a better goalie in the stands, too. Think about it. Come on. We did the research before the game. Yes, there was. There was like three better goalies in the stands, (laughs) but yes, there was. Mia McLeod was there. In the ongoing saga of me and Ryan figuring out that all three, well, Mia McLeod specifically, as for those of you who don't know, Mia McLeod is the LIU Shark starter for us, and she has a better, why don't you say, Ryan, she has a better save percentage a than... A better save percentage than 16 goalies in the NHL. McLeod's save percentage is 897, which is better than 16 goalies... Which include Jonathan Quick, Carter Hart, Sergei Bobrovsky, Corey Schneider, Devin Dubnik, Corey Crawford, Braden Holtby, and Martin Jones. That list also includes both goalies from the Devils and the Sharks. Yeah, so let's sink in that the number one team in the Metro starting goaltender. The number one team in the league. This goaltender is not as good. Is not as good as a division a freshman on a brand new Division One hockey program. Yeah. Props to you, Mia McLeod. Congratulations, Braden Holby. <laughs> so you did it. We are now in the final, I want to say seven minutes of our program. So we're gonna go through the post to post hat trick challenge. Currently, I lead Ryan four to, what is it now? Four to three. All right. I have now moved into first place. I hope to keep this remainder of the season. It's been three weeks. Yeah, exactly. So, last week, I said the Oilers will still be first in their division starting the show. They are. I said the Kings will pass the Sharks in the standings. They did literally as I said that. And and then they fell. Then they (laughs) fell. So, awesome. And then I said the Rangers will win two of their next three. They beat Buffalo. Yay. They got curb stomped by Spaghetti Man. Boo. And then they beat Tampa. So, yay. They beat. That was just a glorified win for me. So, and yours from last week. Mine were John Carlson would have at least 25 points because he, he was on a hot streak. Dude let me down. He had 23 because he had two goals last night. So that didn't happen. Honestly, Kopitar will record his 900th career point. The dude needed one point in a week, and he didn't do it, so you let me down. And I also said the Buffalo Sables would be the first team to 10 wins. They needed two wins. They got one. Awesome. Last time I put my faith in Buffalo. So this week, I say 
Steven Stamkos will have his 400th goal by uh, next show. I was thinking of doing that one, actually, but I didn't, so it's a good thing I didn't, because then we... We would have to make new ones on the fly, and that's not smart. Um, so, yeah, that, I say Anze Kopitar will have over 900 points by next show. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it, too. Come on, man. <laughs> I knew it. I was and like, now he's going to get it. <laughs> yeah, too. he's going to get it because I said It's first. not like he's been struggling this year. He has 11 points in 12 games. Kopitar, you needed one point in two games. <laughs> and so I'm going to take that now. Against Minnesota and Chicago. Yeah, two, the two Jesus. worst teams in their division. Well, now I got to think of another one. Well, I'll give you some time. So, and I, I said, got another one. My last one for this week will be Ottawa will be 27th or higher in the league standings. They are currently 29th. You have that much faith in them. You know what? I, it's one of the ones where I'm like, I know I'm probably going to get it wrong, but I kind of want to just see if it happens. So those are those are mine for this week. And the continuous one for, my, for the season for me is that Austin, Austin Matthews will finish the season with 40 or more goals. He currently has, I want to say, like 12. 11. Yeah, so... Not that bad. Okay, so for mine, as Anthony just so rudely stole mine, because I was, I was banking on Kopitar again to get that one point. But it's okay, because I now am going back to a man who I fully and wholeheartedly believe in. Is this Spaghetti Man? Not yet. Patrice Bergeron will record his 500th career assist. He needs one. He now needs one. Last time I said he needed two and he got one. He now needs one. Watch him somehow get half. <laughs> Can you get half a point in the No, NHL? you can't get half a point in it. Um, maybe if half a puck goes in the net. That still counts as it. No, actually, no. The it whole doesn't. puck has to cross, cross the, the line. Net, yeah. That was a big thing. Number two, David Pasternak will still be top three in the league in goals. You, okay, so you're putting your, your, basket, your eggs into the Bruins basket they for Halloween. Awesome. They, they don't let me down. And number three is Nashville will be in first place in the Central by next show. They're currently tied for first with Colorado, but I think the Landeskog injury is going to have just a little bit of a downfall for Colorado. All right, and your season one. Alex Ovechkin will get his 700th career goal. He now has 669, just past Luke Robitaille, and is now 12th all-time on the goal-scoring list. He passed that last night. He oh. also has 11 goals on the season. Awesome. So we're both kind of neck so and we neck both, with So both one. of our players need 30 more goals, 31 more goals. Awesome. So now we're going to quickly look at the games for tonight. We do a little bit more time to look at these in depth. There's a few of them, not like two like last week. That was fun. What is it, three? No, we actually have like six. Wow, look at that. Oh, what a difference a week makes, everybody. So Tampa Bay goes to New Jersey. I actually think... Jersey. Jersey's I'm giving it to this. Jersey. I have no faith in New Jersey, but somehow they're going to maybe surprise us. Who knows? Edmonton at Columbus. Edmonton. Edmonton. This easy. is easy. St. Louis at home against the Minnesota Wild. This is your Wednesday night hockey game. Minnesota. NBC. I don't know why, but Minnesota. <laughs> NBC. I also don't know why this is. Why? why For the same reason Rangers game? Red Wings is like Wednesday night hockey. Well, that's an original week. six matchup. That I guess. I put, there's more understanding of that. So, yeah, I say St. Louis. They're at home. Minnesota. All I'm right. going with Minnesota. Ryan's back on the bandwagon, guys. So. Hype train. <laughs> there's a difference. I'm not rooting for them. I just like them. Montreal at Arizona. I say Arizona. Fill the thrill. All right. So, Arizona for both of us. Florida at Colorado. Colorado. I say Florida. Just because I want Bobrovsky to Sergey Bobrovsky! We have 70 <laughs> seconds left. You didn't think I wasn't getting that in. <laughs> so, yeah, I say Bobrovsky and the Panthers will beat the Avalanche. And the last game, Vancouver versus L.A. Vancouver. I'm giving it to L.A. Really? And I'm saying that Kopitar gets his point that he needed. Oh, in that? In oh, that I was game. Give it to me. All right. Awesome. So, yeah, I kind of want Kopitar for that. No game in the week that I would preferably highlight, mostly because the Rangers don't really play a big team that's coming up. Their big game is against Tampa for the week. They're playing Ottawa. Boston-Pittsburgh <laughs> might be interesting. Eh. Boston-Montreal is always interesting. Ottawa and the Islanders looks interesting, mostly because it's $9 tickets. 
that wow, where are you sitting for nine dollars, center ice? <laughs> I hope so. Barclays Center <laughs> opener, you're gonna be on the ice. Hopefully. On top of Semyon Varlamov's net. <laughs> hey, if I stop a shot or two, I get more points. No, but you might get a concussion. <laughs> I'll live with it. So with that. Thank you for tuning in to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. Enjoy some hockey. We will catch you next week. We ordered different drinks at the same bars. I know.